Resistor Sisters. Destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time. I haven't accomplished anything alone, but I was fortunate to be part of a revived feminist movement. I think uh, anyone who's not a feminist is is an insane person. This was not just a lewd conversation. This wasn't just locker room banter. This was a powerful individual speaking freely and openly about sexually predatory behavior. At a time when we have self-driving cars and computers that sit on your wrist, women still make only 79 cents for every dollar a man makes. And if I have to listen to one more gray-faced man with a $2 haircut explain to me what rape is, I'm gonna lose my mind. And now, Resistor Sisters. Hello, everyone. This is Resistor Sisters number 16. That's right, Sweet 16, here on May 9th, 2018. I'm Susan in Cleveland, and I'm getting my learner's permit to drive soon. Yay! And <laughs> I'm joined by Heidi in Minnesota. Have you taken the driver's test at 16 already? Uh, no, I did not, actually. Yeah. I did not. I never actually have, interestingly enough. What? Ooh. <laughs> well, I, I've had know. the permit. I hope that's not I, bad. I've had the permit. I just never went through with the rest of it. Really? Yeah. I failed it twice. I'm going to be honest. Although I did. I failed I, the driving I, test twice. I did take the ta- the, the, drive- the actual driving test once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I missed it. Because I can't parallel park to save my life. Yeah, well. Getting to know I mean, you. <laughs> <laughs> everything else worked just fine, but and then I just said, "Ah, eh, fuck it, I'll do it later." And then I never did. Yeah. What about so, you, Rain? Um, are in there in D.C. Is is driving a rite of passage where you well, it, lived? It is in D.C., but when I was in New York, I didn't get my driver's license until I was eighteen. Yeah. I didn't get mine until I, I was my, nineteen. I got my permit when I was I got my permit when I was seventeen. Yeah. And I just said, screw this. I went off to college and yeah. I you know, it was New York City, so I was like, I don't need a license. I got my permit when I was fifteen. I failed the class. I oh. failed the test. Oh. Then I went to college and said, Forget it and walked everywhere. Then when I was nineteen I finally took the class again and I was in there with a bunch of fifteen year old kids and they were all like Oh, did you get a DUI and get your license taken away? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it was really hard. Yeah, ah, that's yeah. I let them think that. Isn't that stupid? Because I was like, no, I didn't. I don't know. I have kind of two stories to tell you. One is when I was Woo! taking my my driver's ed test when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So I was in high school, and it wasn't like band camp, and um, <laughs> so you know. Like we're back to if, high school again. Oh my god! I know. So hard. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys ever took driver's ed in high school. I totally I did. did. That's because, where I failed it. Yeah, I I didn't do well either. So we had a whole bunch of kids. You know, I think there were three or four kids with me who mm-hmm. we were taking the class with in the car, and so we'd have to park the car, and then somebody else would get into the driver's seat, and one day that was me. And so I got in the driver's seat, I closed the door, put my seatbelt on, and I got going. And I didn't real, realize that Dan Reifenberg was not in the car. 
Uh, oh, he was he, he was halfway teacher? in the car. Oh, oh shit! The door wasn't closed. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! And that was the Dan teacher? survived. That was the teacher, or who was that? No, that was Dan. He was a classmate oh, okay. of mine. The teacher oh. is Mr. Brenson, oh. who already did not like me because I didn't understand algebra. <laughs> oh, I had one of those. He taught you yeah, algebra I still class too. Algebra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have a later in life driving story to tell you, if you yes? don't mind. All right. Let's I go. um, so my license expired when I moved from New York to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and um, it, you know when I moved down to Atlanta, I tried to get it renewed, and they were like, "Well, you have to give us the reason why it expired in New York." And I was like, "Well, you know, New York is like a lot of miles away, and it was just a nightmare." So, I, I'll be honest, I went three years without a license. Did you drive? Um, uh, I'll be honest. I went three years without a license. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't don't confess to anything. Don't confess to anything, Rain. That's that's all I'm saying. I went three years without a license (laughs) while I lived in the state of Georgia and in the city of Atlanta. So we moved moved to Virginia a few years ago. And I have a really wonderful husband who was like, how about you get your driver's permit? And so I got my driver's permit, and then he he, because I I have, I have like, I have personal issues with panic attacks and feeling like I don't sure. do everything perfect, so I freeze up. So he, Bob is really really wonderful and like, okay, so we're gonna get you your driver's permit, and I set up an appointment for you to take a driver's test. So I went to take the driver's test. Mm-hmm. I get in the car, and I have a standard. We have oh, a standard. Yeah. It's See, a truck. I hate those. I hate them. Okay, so we have a standard. It's a truck. Bob and I drive to the DMV. The guy who's going to give me the test comes out, and he gets in the car, and immediately, immediately, women, this is, swear to God, he's like, oh, you didn't tell me you have dogs. Mm. And I'm sitting in the, you know, the driver's seat, and I was like, I didn't know that was my job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm al- he says to me, I'm allergic to dogs. And so, I was like, thanks for sharing. That's <laughs> not my problem. Well, yeah, that's not, that, what does that I, have to do with me? I literally, because, no, you know, here I am. I'm 49 now. I'm not like a 16-year-old <laughs> taking the driver's test. I'm looking at him like, that's not my problem. Are you going to give me the test or not? And uh, he, puts, he puts a napkin over his face, and he's like, fine, we'll do this. We will do this. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, wow. So, what a jerk. <laughs> he really was kind of a jerk, but so, what the hell? <laughs> but I'm also having the panic attack because, like I said oh. earlier, you know I've got to take a driver's test. Yeah. And so I'm getting ready to drive out of the DMV parking lot, and there's the stop sign, and I didn't stop perfectly. Mm. And he looks at me and he's like, "You didn't stop." Mm. And I looked at I looked at him straight in the eye, and I was like, "You know what?" Your allergies are making me really nervous. <laughs> so we can start oh! over now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I passed the test. Good for oh, you. You shamed him. Good job. I you know, mean I, to, but I'm proud come of you, on, man. That is, yeah, that's a great story. I was gonna, I was gonna say that I have a driving story. No, I did not have my license either. I when I, I never was said that. that well, but. <laughs> I get you. For the record, I, I, that's I right. You. you never I did. I feel you. I understand. 
Um, Statue of Limitations is probably over. Anyway, for both you and for me, or for just me. Um, But uh, so I would drive to pick up my brother every day in my, and my dad got us a car. It was a Pontiac Starfire. You can Google it if you'd like. Mm, And I would drive that thing to pick up my brother from school every day. Um, when I was like, I don't know, I think it was 18, 18, 19. And I, uh, would drive, you know, again, no license, nothing. I would drive like 85 miles an hour down the... <laughs> that Pontiac Starfire is pretty sexy, actually. What color was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Nice and low to the ground, but I could, yeah. I could just drive like crazy. Um, yeah, I'm in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, doing like a Bow and Luke Duke, yeehaw, kind of thing. It was really cool. That was you know. a V8 engine, right? Uh, what I year? Don't know what what I, year was the car? Oh, uh, 78, 79. Oh, wow. Cool. It was dark blue, oh. really low to the ground. Actually had a had a tape deck in it, although I think it was yeah, after it factor. Not, so I had my tape, my music blaring driving down the street and then I'd pick my brother up and I'd let him drive because he was, you know, he wanted to drive home. So that was cool. But I would sure. do that every day. For, I did that every day for, I don't know, three months, four months, something like that. But yeah, until the car died because it was kind of a piece of crap. But it was a great car. I would car keep that for, ro- on the road. I would like love that thing. That was I would fun. I mean, Paris for that. But my I thing is back, traffic, actually. you know, like, uh, merging and all that stuff kind of yeah. like gives me like a panic attack like what rain was talking about it's not that's that's where my my issue is is now or I, then now i swear to is god that, i could well, like drive yeah. blindfolded in a snowstorm now but back then it was awful oh yeah for me i don't i would be like a lot like rain oh my god gotta make sure i'm doing everything perfectly yeah. just make sure you know everything has to be perfect but for me, I mean, just in case I didn't have my license, right? Different well, cities for me, are different, but I think that yeah. like some cities, like around here, if you don't drive, you can barely get to the store. Like in most parts oh. of this state, you know what I mean? Like there are some points in the city that are near stores, but most, yeah. like where I was raised, you seriously cannot do anything if you can't drive. Like, you can't walk to a store, you can't do anything, but talk to your neighbor, you know? <laughs> so right. that's just, like, that's how different... It was where I lived in New York. Yeah, that's tough. In New York. Yeah, well, here York I couldn't state, walk. You know? Yeah. Upstate yeah. New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 too, you, yeah, upstate New York. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I can walk pretty much, you know, pretty much anywhere, and we have good public transit, so mm-hmm. that was never an issue. So the other issue when I first moved here would have been, where do I put a car? How do I pay for car insurance? Yeah. And, car, you know, my dad would have probably bought me a car of some sort, but how do I pay the car insurance yeah. and all the other crap and put gas in my, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's, you know, yeah. that's, that was a big thing. So, yeah. but, um, so we, we were going to talk about fun. I got my license today. by the way in Virginia. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just he he made that he made that road test real quick. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> make a left, turn around. Can he didn't even ask me how to parallel park, and I was really waiting for it because, like I said, really? it's a truck, it's a standard. And when I say it's a truck, it's a, a what 
rear wheel drive. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, dude. I parallel parked that motherfucking truck on a hill on a daily basis. Sure. Never asked me to do it. Mm. But I got my license. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I it's more of a it's more of a pain in the butt doing it and then when you finally get it done, you're like, "Woof. Thank goodness. Done." Yeah. <laughs> then you never have to deal with those people again until you're like me and you have to renew your license next month. Well, not renew it, but get a new picture or something. Oh, but, the yeah. pictures. Oh. Yeah. But um I we should were scan talk- that picture and put it into our new Resistor Sisters Facebook page. Yeah. Yay. Pictures. We have we have already we have uh, over twenty likes so far. So yippee. oh yeah, yeah. We have a new new uh, Resistor Sisters Facebook, so people are going to flock to it. They might flock, they might flock, but um, I or think they have a driver's license. They can drive. Yeah, they can drive to it. <laughs> and you know what? You know what else is good about driver's license? This weekend, Ken and I are probably gonna go to the drive-in theater. And see, oh, that's so much fun. I know, right? And see Black Panther and the Avengers, which is so... I love that. Like, I don't know. It makes me really happy. It'll probably rain. <sighs> I hope not. But anyway. Okay. So this is, like, one of the things... I wanted to talk about funny ladies today. And um, one of the things that happened, like, in 2008, I think was a gentleman came forward called Christopher Hitchinson's and said women are not funny. Um, also, Jerry, Lee, Jerry Lewis came yeah, forward you. and said this. Let me hit you this real quick. It bothers me. Just as I'm sure you see an actor or an actress that annoys you and you have no idea why. But I cannot sit and watch a lady diminish her qualities to the lowest common denominator. I just can't do that. Oh. Jerry, who are your favorite female comedians? My favorite female comedian was Cary Grant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, wow. yeah. What a douchebag. God, what a fucking asshole. I'm so sorry. That's just misogynistic and also homophobic. It really oh, what was. A douchebag. Yes. It really was. What a douche. <laughs> Seriously. Cary Grant. Cary <laughs> Grant. Cary Grant's not gay, is it? Was he? Yeah. It he doesn't is? matter. He tried to pretend oh. that Cary Grant was a woman. Yeah. Right. And that's that's where he's why he's trying to be. Yeah. He's a jerk. So. Yeah. Well, I the only Cary thing good Grant about Jerry been Lewis. Bisexual. When I was when I was a young child, you know, his movies would always get on the afternoon movie playlist. You know. Like where they play movies that aren't very good and no one cares about, right? <laughs> yeah. So I watched a lot of Jerry Lewis as a child because, you know, it's not very good and um, people don't care. And it's clean. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's on Superhost, you guys didn't have, but you, you know, you had those horrible movies. But um, yeah, it, I really, in New York, it was WPIX. You got it. Yeah. But he does. He didn't do anything really. Im- now that I'm an adult, I'm like, you really don't do anything impressive except for raise, raise money for the telethons. That was well, he nice did. He's dead did. now. He's yeah. he's actually now worm food, pushing up daisies, whatever. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. He's not a big wow. fan. <laughs> well, he's not alive. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> dead. <laughs> dead 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 he's worm food 
That's he really... is no longer of the living. No, he's, he's been not. dead for a couple of years. I Which... think the worms have moved on. The worms well, are like, we're done no. here. This wasn't that funny. Well, but in 2008... Bristly yeah, and old and... <laughs> in 2008, some writer called... And, and I, there was this thing called, circulating called Women Aren't Funny. And like a whole bunch of women came forward and... And even my um, one of my friends was like, yeah, women aren't funny. I'm like, that's not true. There's so much good stuff out right now. But I kind of dug down and found out it was this writer called Christopher Hutchins. Christopher Hitchens. And he's not really funny either. But I'm going to just, inf- I'm going to inflame you again, Heidi, by Hitchens. letting you listen to what he says. At one point echoes oh God. Th- what I think is my strongest point, namely that women don't need to be funny. That for most men, if they can't make women laugh, they are out of the evolutionary contest. They are never going to get laid. Wow, wow. Most men are fantastically unattractive. What women see in them is mysterious to most men as well as most women. If you can't make them laugh, you, you don't have a chance. With women, there's no need to be uh, rendering yourself attractive to men in that way. We already find you attractive, thanks. Okay. He gets What more a pretentious offensive. fucking bastard that guy is. He got and so way, much more offensive. I think I'm funny and I get laid, so fuck you. Seriously. Seriously, how far is that stick up his ass? Pretty far. Oh my god. Pretty Does he far. drink his tea with his pinky up? Sorry. Well, it's just he wrote something for Vanity Fair and they published it in 2008. And that's what, like. For- I'm sorry, but that was uh, they. He so he thinks people women do comedy because they're trying to make themselves attractive to men. Well, somebody no. seems to have a high opinion of themselves. Yeah. yeah, people people like to be like people laugh because they can do it and they can do it well. He does, and, and of course, I looked at what he does, and he just writes articles. He doesn't do stand up. That's right. hard work. Has he ever know? heard of Carol Brunette? Has he ever Isn't heard of? I don't Hitchens know. Dead? He Probably, got maybe cancer. He's worm food too. Yes, <laughs> he he's also worm food. That would be fabulous. Maggots love him. He, he's <laughs> very. The reason why I ask is because I believe that he was he was one of those British dudes who was like uh-huh. really happy to be in a line with Tony Blair and. Uh, w and the war. Yeah, yeah. This is the same guy, right? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm Christopher Hitchens. Yeah, I think he. Yeah. I think guy, he drank too much gin and died. Yeah, and he was like a a hard drinker, an intellectual. I've got some more stuff that he said. If you guys want to hear it, <laughs> um, sure. It is really offensive. It really sure, is. Wait, it, oh, it's sure. Hold, it's hold on. Let worse. me. Let me. Let me find my uh my my crown first because you know the queen's <laughs> english and all so yeah, all right yeah. i'm ready female comedians yes heidi and uh, queen's many, english many, many. that's not the same as the female <laughs> sense of humor she makes the same distinction i say the problem with female comedians up till now is they tend to be either uh, dykes what or <gasps> jews or Sarah Silverman, oh, etc., etc., et and these are all forms of emulating male humor. She says the same. What does she say is different? Well, now there are some that are also pretty, even if some of them are a bit, oh. rich and a bit Jewish. Well, okay. okay. But she says, and I quote: "By and large, however, stand-up comedy is tougher and meaner, and the women who do it play by men's rules." Well, that's exactly, in so many words, what I said. But now they're prettier and sexier, and they wear less and um, care less about God. proprieties. So, what has been the achievement of my essay? It's been to make sexier women try harder 
to amuse me. Well, that was my whole oh. plan to start off with. That's like the most sexist thing ever. Wow. And did he really just call comedians Jews? Yeah, and, and dykes. dykes. Don't forget the oh dykes part. That's just oh so freaking lovely. Oh, unless um, they're pretty, um, then it's different. So oh thanks for putting God. women in two categories. The women you oh wouldn't sleep God. with and the women you would. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, how can anyone have taken him seriously in 2008? They were like, oh, he's controversial. Yeah. No, he's a dick. He so, died in 2011. Yeah. He's, I had he's to look him up because I do remember him. Yeah. And yeah. He was one of those really arrogant white male mm -hmm. POS dudes mm -hmm. who, um, yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Oh, that's good. What is, I'm gonna, I'm looking up a picture of him. I'm assuming it's the same guy I'm thinking of, the um, atheist yeah. dude, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, and he's not exactly. I mean, let's. I mean, if I'm gonna be honest, he's not exactly George Clooney or Michael Avenatti. Uh -oh, I mean, let's be honest. No. Someone would exactly. have to like him intellectually because not that, that he's not that no. he's not all that. He looks like he's been road hard and put away wet. And look at that, he's been married a couple of times. Of course, with that attitude. I mean, come on. But right after so, the article I mean, came out, Bridesmaids came out, which was hysterical. You know? Yes. Oh, yeah. That was that was hysterical. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he's the atheist dude that a lot of atheists really adore. I mean, yeah, I never. Here's the thing. Can I just interrupt? Because sure. I am literally looking at this Wikipedia page. And here it is. <laughs> Hitchens' political views in 2009. Okay, I hope you're all sitting down. I'm sitting down. <laughs> okay. He was listed in 2009 by Forbes magazine as one of the 25 most influential liberals in U.S. media. Oh. Yeah. He's a liberal okay, calling that. women, calling people right, yes. because dykes. He has, yeah, he's Thank very, you. A, a lot of atheist and it, i am an atheist i, I never care. got into any of this crap but he he would talk about in his atheist whatever you want to call it, you know, he, he i think he did like ted talks or something he would talk about very liberal subjects hmm. um but i was i'm not that really into that women dykes mm -hmm. right whatever i never listened i never yeah. listened to anything he had just because that i mean i figured him a liberal to no. me no, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I'm an atheist, but I don't read or listen to atheists because I feel like that's too much of what I'm kind of getting away from. So I know who he is, but I still, yeah, oh. but I don't read any of his stuff or know enough about him to like tell you everything he said. So, but I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now I know that I don't like him very much. So. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but now when, when, so that came out, he said that, and then Bridesmaids came out. And um, do you guys know who Ellie Kemper is? Yes. Okay. She does um, Kimmy Schmidt. She's blonde, right? She's not. She's red hair. She is. Okay, um, then I don't. She was in the hmm. office as the temp that comes in, and um, she kind of takes Pam's spot when Pam goes into sales in the office. But I'm probably speaking French. Um, Kim, she does. She has a really I funny. I do too. She um, Ken's watched it at least three times, which is crazy because it's so many years, right? But she did this show called Kimmy Schmidt that. Um, yes, I've seen it. Yeah. So freaking funny that Tina Fey wrote. She's not the star of Kimmy Schmidt, is she? She is. You God, know her. you see. Okay, She's I know cute who she is. Cute as a button, is. man. 
cute as a button. You know who okay, she is. I know okay. who she is. I so here she is at TED Talk real quick. And she's talking about the article that came out and um and her response. It didn't seem surprising to be in a movie with a lot of funny women. Now, I understand why reporters were asking that question. Reporters need an angle to their story, and the question, which at its core is, are women funny, was very much in the zeitgeist at that time. Um, in 2007, Christopher Hitchens wrote an interesting essay for um, Vanity Fair called Why Women Aren't Funny, and in it, well, he explains why he thinks women aren't funny. And it um, ignited a lot of conversation and some outrage and some amusement and whatever. It got the question, are women funny really going again? So along comes a movie called Bridesmaids and it's a comedy and it stars a primarily female ensemble cast with the exception of St. Louis's prince, John Hamm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but other than John Hamm, it was, it was a principal female cast. So of course, this is an easy fit for a story about that movie, the question, are women funny? Now here's my problem with that question. It's not that it's offensive or sexist. It's that it's boring. <laughs> because I can answer the question for you right now. Are women funny? Well, it's boring, but it's more than a one-word answer. <laughs> are women funny? Yes. Some women are funny. And no, some women aren't funny, right? It's, it's similar to how some women are tall, and you know, some women are short. It's like how some women like to ride the train, while others prefer to take the bus. Women are different. Go on, sister. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's it. So that's, that's what I think sort of about that question. One thing Bridesmaids did do, which was really good, was it demonstrated to studios that you can make big studio comedies with interesting, funny female characters, and men will go to see it. And that was fantastic. A.O. Scott wrote a great piece about this in the New York Times when it came out, the movie came out. And I agree with a lot of his points, and one of them was that it seems like for a while there, there was a real dearth of funny, interesting female characters. So, yeah, I, I just like that she kind of put it out there that it is making money so shut up Christopher Hitchison, Hitchens even though you're dead I, yeah. I also yeah. love that she put it out there that you know women ride the bus men yeah. ride the bus right. women drive cars, men drive cars right. not everybody's funny not everybody rides the bus not everybody rides a car yeah. right? I, not I everybody really, walks to work I really find work. it amazing and, and it's not, it's not to, to knock us here on the show, I mean, we started out with Jerry Lewis saying, you know, women aren't funny because they degrade themselves. And then and then yeah. we got to this point. Christopher he's Hitchens been degrading saying, himself for years with well, this really yeah. low brow physical comedy. Yeah, with, he with, was. With buck teeth he, and all his dumb stuff. He was never really that funny to me. No, he wasn't funny. No. He, he was like, the, the as a kid, I'd laugh. I'd laugh at him because watched him on PIX because that was really kind of, you know, physical comedy. But now that I'm a older and maybe more wiser woman, mm -hmm. <laughs> he was mocking people. Yeah, he His was. comedy right, he was, was based in making fun of other people. And you turn it around where... You know, you have and the three stooges did it better. So why are you trying so hard? Yeah. Well, no. Dick Van Dyke also did this. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke did very similar comedy with the on his show, the Dick Van Dyke Show. 
and there was a lot of other um, comedy shows in the seventies that did a lot of physical comedy. Tim you know, Conway they, you know, did a lot of physical. Tim Conway was hilarious. Comedy um, on the Carol Burnett show, but that's right. not going to translate well to radio. So right, but that, but that also goes to the nuance of comedy. Right. To me, and this is just my opinion, that goes to the nuance of comedy because, you know, Dick Van Dyke, I don't, I, you know, he, I don't remember him, his comedy making fun of other people. No, it never Same did. Same with Conway. It wasn't. This yeah. was always like internal, so he kind of made fun of himself a little. It, yeah. Well, it wasn't you know even I mean? just, it wasn't even just making fun of himself. It was, there, to me, their comedy brought other people into it where you yep. identified with it mm-hmm. as opposed to laughing because it's making fun of somebody else. Yeah, and I was just looking through some Carol Burnett stuff trying hard to find something verbal, not visual. And uh, he was doing the verbal, the totally visual thing where he's the dentist and he's, you know, operating yes. on a patient, but he accidentally gave himself a shot. You know, oh, I've yes. seen that. When you he does so those funny. sort of things, oh my god! Yeah, when he does so those sort of things, he's making fun of the actual character. Yeah, and Lucille Not Ball making... did that too. Lucille yes. Ball did yeah. a lot of the same stuff. Have you yeah. ever seen the the most famous? You know, when they're in the candy factory and they're, they're yeah. the conveyor belt keeps getting faster and faster. That I mean, and I remember seeing that not live because I'm not that old, but I, we <laughs> used to watch. Um, <laughs> reruns all the time you know sure. back in the day when you had three channels and two of them were all snow one channel that we got always <laughs> had like stuff like dick dick van dyke and uh for oddly gun smoke i don't know why but gun smoke and it would have back in the day love and that. <laughs> uh i love lucy and and i think i told you on one of the prior episodes that when my when my parents adopted my brother i wanted them to name him ricky after ricky Aww. ricardo that's how much i loved the show. See, so mm-hmm. yeah, Lucy, I'm home. I can I can't do a really good Cuban accent. However, but doesn't doesn't it kind of go back to what Hitchens said about how women can't be funny? Oh, Lucille Ball was fucking hilarious. Lucille Ball, Phyllis Diller, Joan oh, Phyllis Rivers. Diller. Lucille oh, Phyllis Ball Diller was and old. Ethel when they yeah. went to the the winery and they were stomping on the and grapes. That's um, what, that's. Some, I know. That's comedy. I mean, it's beautiful, and and it's it's one of those things where it's it's kind of changed as the years progress. You know, if you watch Good Times during the seventies, Esther oh, Rolle was that. great, did great oh. comedy in that, um, and it was just different, a different type of comedy. If you've ever watched the TV show Barney Miller, oh, oh my God! Yeah. And again, I know that's not women, but Barney Miller, it, as far as an ensemble cast which is people that you've never seen before and really never saw mm-hmm. much afterward except a pagoda they were hilarious like crying there's a there's one episode of Barney Miller where um, they're get, they have hashish brownies mm-hmm. oh my god it mm-hmm. is like pee in your pants funny mm-hmm. so but, but coming is specific if, if we were to go back to 70s comedies um, and I do I have a little Rosanna, some... Rosanna, Dana, Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana, yeah, and a little Carol Burnett, depending on what you want. Oh, all of it. <laughs> all of but it. What were you I'm saying, fine with Rain? it. I just, I just wanted to toss this in: is mm-hmm. that we're we're talking about some '70s comedies, 
which I, I feel like in the 70s, there were a lot of producers, um, I can't remember their names right now, but they were willing to let women be women and really be funny in a cutting right. edge sort of way yeah. in the 70s. Right. I mean, um, what, what was it, laughing? Holy shit. Not yeah. only were they allowed to be funny, they were allowed to use sexual humor, which is a way that you don't see that today in the same way. It was it was risque no, without going right now. Yeah. If you watch 70s TV, especially things like The Match Game and stuff like that, what oh. they're saying during daytime television, wow. You guys have no idea why? how funny like our modern comedians are. I gotta let you listen to some stuff, but let me give you some Roseanne, Rosanna Dana. A Mr. Richard Fader from Fort Lee, New Jersey writes in and says, Dear Roseanne, Rosanna Dana, last Thursday I quit smoking. Now I'm depressed, I gained weight, my face broke out, I'm nauseous, I'm constipated, my feet swelled, my gums are bleeding, my sinuses are clogged, I got heartburn, I'm cranky, and I have gas. What should I do? Mr. Fader, you sound like a real attractive guy. You belong in New Jersey. <laughs> So that's true. That's my She's flashback hilarious. to the '70s, real quick. So, but yeah, I mean that I I didn't. I have to say that I, was I, revolutionary at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. SNL so was, was revolutionary at the time. Very much so. Jane Curtin, Gilda Radner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, amazing. If they, you what they were. The, go ahead. Oh, what, is, what I was going to say is what they were able to do and say, it was re very revolutionary. You know, I mean, wa watch from the first like three or four episodes of, of Saturday Night Live when they started. Um, and, and think about the time frame and think about how politically aware they were, much like today. But think about what they were able to say and how people took what they said. Um, and, you, you know, there's all those people since, you know, from Dan Aykroyd, you know, to Sarah, I mean, um, to um, Tina Fey with Sarah Palin, where they are, you know, are political figures in history. And it, 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 that's what people remember. I mean, it's, it's funny, especially with Tina Fey's um, uh, Sarah Palin, her portrayal of Sarah Palin was so good that her lines from Saturday Night Live, people mistakenly believe Sarah Palin said them. <laughs> like that, oh, I can see Russia from my house. That was not Sarah Palin. Yeah, that was yeah. Tina Fey. But yeah. you still get people, and I, I must, you know, some people... Are, are making the joke knowing that it is not Sarah Palin, but other people do believe that that was Sarah Palin. No, and imagine no. how good you have to be to overtake the person that you are pretending to be. What, what that means. And, and it's I, so funny that people will remember it. And I, I think that that, that's that, talent. that really helped making... Sarah Palin into a joke really helped because yes. you know it got people off from taking her seriously 
And um, right. Tina Fey is wonderful. Like I said, she wrote the um, the Kimmy Schmidt um, TV show. But she she talks briefly about her career in this little thing I got I cut out too. <laughs> when I first started out. Um, uh, female comedy writers were treated a little bit like cappuccino machines uh, in that if you try to you know, hire a few more between seasons, people would look at you like, but we have one. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's you, we have one. Um, and then, you know, God forbid, the one you had was a little bit broken because then it would be like, oh, no, you know, we had one before and it didn't work and we got rid of it. <laughs> right, Sam? Right? Um, and somewhere in that time early on in my career, I, I kind of made a vow to myself to not accept that privilege of being the only woman in the room, to make sure that I was not a cappuccino machine, um, and to try to use any power I had to create opportunity for others. Um, which is actually, I, I believe, connected to um, the charity partnership I'm working with today, as I'm very excited to be partnered with Reading is Fundamental today, or as we called it in the 70s, RIF. Uh, so, yeah, that was a quick Tina Fey, though. She's hysterical. Uh, can, can I jump in? Yes. Because she is hysterical, and she makes a really, really important point. So we're talking about Lucille Ball and so many other women of comedy that came before her. Mm-hmm. But every, every one of those women, maybe not just before Tina, but most of them, they were raised up because of men. Yeah. And Tina is going out of her way to make sure that she raises up female comedians. Right. And I think this is a really important point to make. That's a good point to make. And, and Carol Burnett did hire other female, um, I forget the... She did. Mama's fam- what is it, Mama's Family, that character? Mm-hmm. Yes. She found her... Um, she was a fan that wrote into her, if I remember the story correctly. Yeah, that was... Oh, God, yeah. what... The woman who played Mama. Yeah. And I'm not sure what her name is, but I'll find out because I have the internet. I have the internet, too. But, no, Carol Burnett is another... She she was really early on. It's Vicki Lawrence. Yeah, Vicki Lawrence. Lawrence. Thank you. I had to rack my brain. I could see her face. Vicki Lawrence. Yeah, I couldn't think of her without the gray wig for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) Tina Fey is out there saying, point blank, I'm raising up women comedians. Yeah. Right. Which is awesome, you know? And it's like, that's the thing, like, that's why I didn't, I hated Star Wars. Well, didn't hate, but that's what the reservation I had at Star Wars, even as a small child. Is there one woman in this whole world? Yeah, like, well, there, yeah, there's, there's one like woman two or in the universe and that's one crazy. black person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of that's still going on, and it's, it, it's the, you know... It, one of the one of the things that annoys me is it's always, and not always, but in a lot of a lot of shows, a lot of movies, it's a older man, say he's in real life in his fifties or sixties, and then a younger woman, like a thirty-five-year-old uh, Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, wait a minute, why can't it be a fifty-year-old man and a fifty-year-old woman? Well, yeah, I mean. That's Come 30 Rock. Now. You're talking about 30 Rock, pretty much. You know? <laughs> yeah, 30 Rock. Yeah, which I watched all Patriarchy. that. Don't get me right. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so basically um, they're talking a lot about 
stand up and you know bitch bitch media had some statistics because you like statistics like right Yes, right, yes, okay. let's, yes, let's talk I some do. stats. Gabriel Iglesias and Terry Fader, who? Yeah, they were above Amy Schumer and Chelsea Handler. Gabriel One Iglesias author on Bitch bluffing. Media crunched some numbers. And at Caroline's Comedy Club on Broadway in Manhattan, between 2011 and 2014, females never accounted for more than 33% of MCs, 16.2% of comics, and never accounted for more than 9.8% of headliners. So that's another things in stand-up, you know. Not necessarily writers. Is Heidi doing the math? This sucks. <laughs> but they well, did. you know, I, 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 mean, you I, I think it, part I of it is though is, and, I, and I'll say this because I had that one very brief stint, is it's kind of scary. It is, and hard. where men. And and men and women get heckled differently, and I think it was mm -hmm. oh I can't remember the the comic, yeah, um, oh she was on Last Comic Standing the first year. Uh, Stephanie Miller is one of her friends. God, I can't remember her name. Anyway, she's hilarious. Um, but she was saying Kath Kathleen Madigan, that's her. Oh, Kathleen Madigan was saying um, that when she started out, she would get heckled really roughly in a um you know a very ugly way that they would never do to a male comedian or somebody and, and it's and it's when she was you know good so it wasn't like not that that's an excuse but you know when she was well known that's mm -hmm. what would happen and it's like it's just some asshole trying to throw you off your game but it's like you know you hear that and it's it's a little disconcerting and it's a little scary and it's not so cool and it's you know when you're when the male comedians are going out there not getting the same brunt of awfulness from the crowd and it's not everybody it's just a few you know one or two idiots but it's it's difficult and but maybe a lot of comedy maybe clubs women aren't going alone to comedy clubs in the middle of the week you know Right. And I mean, the other thing is, is are they getting booked? Are you, you know, is, is the owners of these comedy clubs thinking, well, this guy is probably has a different sort of comedy or, I mean, I don't know. Is that mm -hmm. part of it? You know, cause I mean, I've, I've listened to a lot of female comedians in one way or another for, you know, pretty much my entire life, I guess, because you know, the, the shows that I grew up with that were mm -hmm. comedy, and I still today, that's my favorite type of movie to watch. Um, you know, comedy, horror, especially black comedy, I love that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, a little dark humor is all, you know, like Harold and Maude, hilarious. Love it. Love it. Um, so that's kind of the kind of stuff that I've always liked. And it, you know, it's, it's weird you know, especially when, you know, you talk about Amy Schumer and how she does her comedy and she talks about sex and she talk, talks about things that are, and Chelsea Handler does too, mm -hmm. um, and other, other, uh, female comedians. Um, and, the, and we but, do have, we do have like three, two minutes till break and I have some Amy Schumer, but her standup is one thing. And I went to, with all my friends to see her, um, stand up 
at a really full stadium, you know, really a lot of people. Right. But her TV show say, is something to really, there's something uh, the really The HBO beautiful. show? Yeah. Is it, is no, it on HBO? Not the HBO stand-up. Her HBO, her Comedy Central show, Inside Amy Schumer. Have you ever oh, watched okay. that? Yeah, I haven't seen that. No. Okay, because I have but a I was clip say called Doctor Congress that you might okay. like, and another um, <laughs> another one called The Last Fuckable Day, which is like ah. gold. Like it's seriously the the best comedy gold ever. And she did that with Tina Fey, so you're gonna be. I, and I couldn't even cut it. Like I could, I was just like, fuck it, it's four minutes. It's just beautiful every second of it. So, yeah, because I mean, what I was going to say was that, you know, she's she talks about things that are normal, everyday things. But when you hear it coming out of a woman's voice for, or, you know, a woman's mouth for some some people, it's like, oh, that's you know, she shouldn't talk like that. Or yeah, I mean, I've I've seen that uh, or heard that regarding her her stand up. You know, she goes a little too far. And it's like, how does she go too far? When I remember in the 80s what, what mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy was talking about or what Chris Rock talks about or what, I mean, come on. Jesus, what what Eddie Murphy talked about in the 80s. God damn it. No, shut that down. <laughs> well, I mean, what did he talk Seriously. about in the 80s? I mean, it was insane. And now you're going to say Amy Schumer's going too far? I mean, come on. I, I remember he I was mean, talking about Richard Pryor and Michael Jackson both being, well, Richard Pryor being burnt by coke and michael jackson being burnt by pepsi i i remember that right it's just i it does infuriate me when people are like oh these women oh they they shouldn't mm-hmm. be talking they about these things you, and they shouldn't curse and they shouldn't whatever but it's like look Hey, guess what? No, no, it's not like look. It's like fuck you. Well, I was gonna what? say that, but then I thought, well, maybe <laughs> I'm usually the one that curses on the show a lot. So I turn. All right, you can take it. <laughs> Seriously, fuck that shit. Women yeah. should be able to talk about and joke about everything that men have been allowed to talk and joke about right. for the last 20, 30, 40 years. Exactly. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Women aren't going to be um, sexist, mm-hmm. racist, right. yeah. misogynistic. We're going to yeah. talk about our truths. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes things do get a little too sexy. Sometimes you get uncomfortable because things get sexy. Oh, well. You know what? Tough <laughs> shit. Tough <laughs> shit because guess what? <laughs> Fuck that shit. Right. Men have been doing that for 50, 60, 70 Exactly. Years. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. I mean, I've I mean, seen, I, you know, I'm going to go back. Seriously. If you I got it riled up. I got her all riled up. And now I'm going to well, take I it mean, to Richard break. Pry- Richard Pryor <laughs> in the 70s was, um, was you know, Lenny. What did Lenny Bruce talk about? What did, what did yeah. Lenny Bruce, Richard Pryor. Oh, my God. We can go back to Al Jolson. Lenny okay? Bru- like, seriously, Al Richard Jolson Pryor was, was openly stock. talking Richard Pryor was openly talking about how his mother was a prostitute and how he was raised in a bordello. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's kind of upsetting women, to me. Women can't talk about uh, orgasms. And and Amy Schumer can't talk about an orgasm, I guess. I mean, I guess yes. this is wrong. I love when she talks about orgasms. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, come on. 
So I, I, the double standard is annoying as hell. I mean, yeah. it really, really is. But and it's crazy. I think the double standard, the double standard that we're talking about here in 2018 is ridiculous because there have been stand-up comedians for a hundred years who have been racist, mm-hmm. sexist, yes. misogynistic. I mean, I, I, I know we don't want to, you know, acknowledge what happened 75 years ago, but shut up. It's women's time. Yes. It's our time. Yeah. So it is. boys, sit down. Yeah. Don't forget to thank the Academy brain. <laughs> See, I'm getting I'm getting her all riled up. I'm riling her up. Right I know. for a break. All right. Here we go. You're listening to Resistor Sisters. Why do people keep saying glass ceiling like it's a bad thing? Clouds, stars. Huh. No, what if a cat got up there <laughs> and sat on it? <laughs> we'll be right back with Resistor Sisters. Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare... I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of Mike Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go twee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. 
Terrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Resistor Sisters, destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time. Hello, we're back here, Susan in Cleveland for Resistor Sisters, along with Heidi in Minneapolis. Hey! Hi! Yay! Part two! Yes, sequel. part two. Joining us, Heidi. Could you be the most beautiful girl in the world? That's right. <laughs> that doesn't put her in a better mood. I don't know what will. Oh, yeah. That'll, that always puts me in a good mood. <laughs> and, of course, Rain... In the swamp. Getting all swampy. Yeah. Rain needs a song. We need to come up with a rain song. <laughs> Seriously, I'm in the swamp. I don't mm-hmm. get any prints. I don't know. I get is, nothing. There, is there a swamp song? Well, you I'm want just, a swamp I'm just song. Like, I'm in the swamp. I'm like, <gasps> there's got to be a good. Hitting the alligator. Out a rain song. <laughs> there needs to be a good rain song. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the alarm? Have you ever heard I Love to Feel the Rain in the Summertime by the Alarm? I bet you've never that. heard that. Song. Does that sound a little pervy, though? I want to feel the rain in the summertime. Does it seem yeah. a little pervy with her yeah, name? Maybe, rain? maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's, it's a little pervy. It's a good maybe song, a little pervy. <laughs> she likes it when you just put it out. Pretty God, I love every song that has rain in its title. Really? Did you know that yeah, we have well, a store? Blame it on the rain. Blame we... it on the rain. No. Oh, okay. Blame it on the rain. I know that yeah. one. Rain and the Scarecrow? Yep. John I do not know that too much. It's <laughs> John Cougar Mellencamp. Yes, it is. Did you know we have a store oh. called Sweet Lorraine's here in Cleveland? No way. What does yeah. it sell? Does it sell sex toys? <laughs> <laughs> it should if it was connected to you. No, it sells vintage things. It sells it's nice not, vintage. It sells bondage? Wait, okay. it sells bondage? Yeah, that works too. You guys you are dirty. Bondage things? No, I didn't. I said vintage. Oh, I heard You do bondage. not want any oh. sex toys or bondage gear that's vintage. Uh, are they vintage? Vintage? That's I creepy. Nobody wants that works too. Vintage. <laughs> vintage means old stuff that nice people have, like glassware. Old. Well, I don't want anybody's old sex toys. or Nobody wants anybody's old sex toys, dude. All right, you know what? That's just a little creepy. Bondage. Gross. Not bondage. Vintage. My husband. What? Hmm? Hmm? He has vintage bondage stuff? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sweet Lorraine. You're talking about all your things. Do I hear Kenny laughing in the background? No. That's Heidi. Ken's, oh, Ken's over. God. Ken's out mowing the lawn with his brand new electronic lawn mower. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is something that Bob would love. Vintage, vintage things, bondage. No, it's just vintage. It's a vintage store. Did you guys ever go to? Oh, do you like vintage? Just the vintage stores? part, not the sex toys part. Gotcha. Okay. Just vintage. 
All right. You know, Vintage. like old clothing, old hats, or, right? Old or furniture, old furniture, old glassware. Lorraine. Yes, I actually Lorraine. really like vintage. I, it, I I actually have a have an eye for certain types of things myself. Yeah, I'm a mid-century kind of girl, but would be happy with. Yeah, mid-century little boho. Yeah. No, no vintage sex toys though. That's a little that's, weird. That's a little gross. Is yeah, really or vintage weird? bondage or whatever. Is it really that weird? <laughs> what? No, I'm sure it's, it's fine. Wait a minute. You don't think that having a collection of vintage sex toys is weird? That's weird. That's that's weird, weird, weird. No, and it's not that weird. Well, it's, what's weird go. is she she go. has a... a what, hold on, hold on. In the, in the next two, three days, I'm going to send to our Facebook page vintage sex toys from the Sears catalog. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. They sold sex toys? Oh, wait, is this those vibrators for your shoulder that kind of thing you know what y'all have to listen in to the show tonight and oh. sign up to the facebook page because oh. i'm gonna do it because it's gonna be crazy oh my god buzzfeed buzzfeed has 19 completely terrifying vintage sex toys yikes okay anyway so i'm not on wrong, right no and holy shit boom so, Good God, yeah. it looks like a drill. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's a little too much. I, I know too much. <laughs> so the Good Vibrations it, Antique it. Vibrator Museum <laughs> is uh, located. Where is this? <clears throat> See? 415 area code. Four one, San Francisco. It's a San Francisco ma uh, landmark. Boom. This is all shoulder massage for treating hysteria. Anyway, so that exists. Anyway, ladies have been looking for vibrations for over a hundred years. Yeah. Nice. And it's this it's, one looks like a a, a blow a a, a a a oh never mind I can't even say it. Mm. Uh, some of these toys are very bizarre. It looks like a drill, a, yeah. a mixer. Every once in a while, a I see those in the thrift store because I hit the thrift store on a really regular basis because I love all ah. the weird stuff. But then I'm like, yes. oh, those shoulder massages, those were never used on shoulders. Ah! Ah! That's and they come in terrifying. There. Yeah, they do. <sighs> but th That's there's a there's a market for that, I'm sure. But I, I don't want to own it. Thank you. No. Thank you very much. Although that would be funny if, you know, after... After, you know, I, I live to be however I live, you know, and have like six cats, 16 cats or whatever, and die. I think it would be kind of funny for them to find my vintage sex toy collection. I think that's kind of funny thing for the first responders to find after my dead body <laughs> to eat by my cats. I don't know. It's just something I think well, about. Well, then that's something you can collect off of eBay. Or maybe I'll just find you some stuff and send it along to you. <laughs> Package it up <laughs> when I find it for three dollars at the thrift store, which I do, and I know exactly what that stuff is. I'm looking for the vintage glassware and other silly things. But anyway, oh, I look for that too. Yes. Do you guys got, um, have you ever got, seen? Go ahead. I was going to say I just got like some depression glass and yeah. yeah. So I just got some in when I was in Indiana. So nice. yes, I do that myself. I love that. Um, have you guys ever seen Sarah Silverman stand up? 
Uh, yes, I have. Once. As, as dog lovers. Not in person, yeah. As dog lovers. It's so funny. Because um, she, she does this one thing. She's like, my dog is really into squirrels. And he got me into <laughs> it, too. Which I think is so funny. <laughs> and um, basically, she talks about like some squirrel stuff. So I'm just going to drop this for 30 seconds. I, I follow like a fact. Like a science fact Twitter thing. And you and read I that. And I saw that one day. I go, I laughed so hard. It was so funny. But then I realized, Howard, that's how trees are planted. Right. Like God or there is no God, but whatever the fuck, the universe or whatever it is, created this paranoid cokehead animal <laughs> that thinks that everybody <laughs> wants their fucking acorns. They hide them everywhere, and then they're so fucked up on coke, they can only find, like, two out of every ten. So what she's saying is, like, squirrels, 80% of the nuts that they hide, they forget. Because <laughs> they're squirrels. Right. And that's how oaks get planted. So, like, that, I don't know, like, that just blew my mind when I heard that, and I was just, like, looking at squirrels differently, you know? But it's hilarious because she's just talking about these these squirrels. They're so paranoid that they have to hide these nuts, and nothing eats acorns besides squirrels. Like not much. No. Like maybe there are some bugs, but they'll just bury them everywhere. So I don't know. I just love that. <laughs> but I, I love the way she's like. She's always talking about her dog, and she's like, "I love my dog. I love my dog." And her dog's like. This goofy, tiny little black thing that looks like it's prematurely gray. It's adorable. And um, it's, it's cute. And she's just like, yeah, my dog got me into squirrels. And now I'm into them, too. And I'm like, that's adorable. Because squirrel, you know. But, uh, that's, that was the best line from uh, the movie Up was the squirrel part. That was the yeah. best part. I, you know what? I haven't watched that in so long. What was that? Oh, one of my favorite. One of my favorites. When when we do uh, movies, we have to talk about our favorite movies. I think. Yeah. Instead of talking about you know other That's stuff. That's next. That's next. I think we need. You know, this is like one of those palate cleanser. Yeah. Episodes totally. for us. You know, you have to. You know, you take the medicine and then you have a little palate cleanser. So mm -hmm. I like palate cleansers. And Sarah Silverman yeah. has done so much stuff. Uh, politically and so much stuff against Trump which is awesome like you know she's just I think she's been pretty politically active I, I forget what she said during the election but she was very vocal about don't vote for Trump you know I just right. respect and admire that um, nice but uh, let's see I got another one um, have you guys ever heard of Natasha Laguerro no that's not a name I recognize okay she is adorable. She has a show called um, Another Period. And basically it's about um, socialites at the turn of the century. I remember periods. Yeah, Another Period. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. Um, she does that with... Um, I think it's Kiki Lindholm. But, um, no, Ricky Lindholm. But she... Um, it's, it's really funny because basically they're doing this turn of the century comedy where they're just, you know, saying, why do women have to vote? This is stupid. Why would women have to vote? Why would they want that? You know, but I'm halfway through that. That's pretty funny. But I have a, a quick um, when she's uh, in with Stephen Colbert. 
on um, on uh, the Stephen Colbert show. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and what, no matter what you go to the doctor and complain about, they go, that's perfectly normal. <laughs> yeah. Right, My right. eyeballs are She's bleeding. Pregnant. There's hair on my elbows. Oh, How yes. do you know all this? It's like you I'm don't... the father of three children. I went through this with my wife. Why does the woman have to do everything? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, now, uh, how is, has this changed? Uh, has it changed for for some people? Not everybody, I realize, but for some people, it changes like what they want to eat, what they want to drink, all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, I've had really bad cravings um, for drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is not a good time to be sober. You know, no. like. No. <laughs> yeah. But then I was thinking. I was thinking, Stephen, like, what if I had, like, a little toke? You know what I mean? Like, maybe the kid will have a few glitches, but the bar's been set so low, it could still grow up and become the president of the United States nah. of America. That's true. I would, I would love it. Literally anybody can become president. What an interesting time we're yes. living in. What an interesting form of hope. <laughs> So before Michelle Wolf was doing the abortion jokes, I think she right. was one of the first stand-up comedians I watched. And before her stand-up show, like her special, she's basically getting an abortion real quick before her stand-up show, which <laughs> I thought was adorable. <laughs> so That's pretty funny. Yeah. So at that, with her, when she was on the Stephen Colbert show, she was like really, really pregnant, so... That's why it was nice. funny that she's talking about, I've had these cravings for drugs. So. <laughs> I know uh, that we don't have clips tonight from Liz Winstead, but she has an entire... Yeah, see, I should have done that. That's when I should have hit. I didn't, didn't mean to... Sorry. I'm sorry. But Liz Winstead and Lady Parts Justice, they have an entire, like, running comedy routine about this mm -hmm. because we really should be not afraid of making jokes about abortions totally doesn't you know i don't i know it might make people uncomfortable fuck that shit it's 2018 but fuck that shit. yeah seriously this shit's, fuck that shit. this shit's funny i've i've had the chance to see her about five six times wow Really? You're a Liz head. Yes. You're a Liz, I am a Liz head. Yeah, Liz Wins is pretty cool. <laughs> she is. I've I'm seen her. her. She was. She came to Cleveland, and I went and saw her. But if if anybody out there listening to this podcast has a chance to listen to Lady Parts Justice, go see them, because it it regularly has women come out talk about their abortion experiences. And abortion, it, it's what it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. It really is what it is. And I love going to see these shows because you can, you can laugh about abortion. Yeah. You can laugh about it. I'll right. laugh about mine. Right. Mine was, I went in there to get one, and I just remember watching Knight Rider. <laughs> yes, I remember you saying that last week. That's I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just say that forever. It was like David Hasselhoff. So, so every time I see David Hasselhoff, I'm like, oh, you're a drunken guy eating pizza. 
What do I remember you with? <laughs> with your car. With your talking, <laughs> helpful car. I, yes, Kit, the Night Rider car. Yes. <laughs> and this is this is the thing to me. This is what I love about so many women comedians right now in in the environment that we're in. They are they are running and they are pushing where we need to be. Yeah. Right. Well, if you look at the way comedy has kind of evolved, it was huge for the black comedians in the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s yeah. um, to be yeah. out there because for some people that was your first, you know, or one of your first, you know, Expo your 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 first exposure to someone of a different race, yeah. and I know that sounds for some people that might not understand that sounds insane, but it's true. You know, you turn on your TV and you I, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use them as an example, so I apologize in advance. But you turn on the TV and there's Bill Cosby, and if it's something that you weren't exposed to because of where you lived or something. This is this is one of the first ways that you may have seen someone of color on TV being funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not being in a role that was subservient, if you could remember back that far. You're, yeah. you know, older than me and, you know, used a dinosaur to really get to school. <laughs> so, but, and I think that, you know, so, I mean, if, if I, if you ask me who my favorite comedians are, comedians that are men, I would tell you mostly people of men of color and it and because i for some reason i thought their humor was always something that i got like it always made it was always funny to me um and i and i don't know why that might be because um you know like like eddie murphy in the 80s even though it was, his stuff was very oh very obnoxious it was very awesome. obnoxious very un but it, you know, his delivery was really hilarious. Chris Rock, same thing. Um, Chris Rock very so funny. funny. Um, and I liked Bill Cosby. Again, I apologize. But when I taught, when I, um, the first, uh, the first time I saw his comedy routine, I thought it was hilarious. And I don't mean the one in the 60s. I'm talking, it was, it was in the 80s. It was when he was talking about his wife giving birth and he's in the, you know, yeah. that, yeah. that one. So, or um, Bill Cosby when he's on the plane going, Jeffrey, 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 sit down, Jeffrey. You remember oh, that, that? Yeah, that, yeah. So yes, funny. Those, all of those I remember and thought it was hilarious. Um, and so those were always the people that I remembered. Um, everybody else kind of faded away, and those were the three that always popped into my head. If somebody asked me that question, as far as male comedians went, um, I mean, there's other funny, you know, there's there's the Saturday Night Live people, but I always sure. think of them as more of an ensemble versus like on their own doing stand up. Yeah, and, um, and and Saturday Night Live is like kind of at its heart. Improv improvisation like Imp second city, right mm -hmm. you know yep. whereas like when you're talking about bill cosby or chris rock he, bill cosby had the bill cosby show chris rock right. had everybody hates chris, chris which is right really funny chris but the rock thing is also had the, the amy chris schumer show on what hbo oh, did, oh yeah, yeah that's good did. too yeah. and you know what chris rock um was amy schumer's manager 
Yeah. Oh, so when I Amy didn't know Schumer, that. yeah, Amy Schumer did stand up. I wouldn't have if I have read her book, but Amy Schumer does stand up. But <laughs> her show, Inside Amy Schumer, is really funny because it allows the stand up comedian to have props, take you different places, show you different things, and this is like a quick. Well, this is two minutes, but um, it's called Doctor Congress. So imagine Amy Schumer. She is in the gyneco- gynecologist. Um, she's in the chair. She's right next to the speculum. She's waiting for her doctor to come, and she's putting wood sticks up her nose while she waits. Okay. <laughs> Where's the doctor? We're your doctor. No, you're a bunch of congressmen. I recognize you. I just need to get my annual Pap smear. You. Do any of you have any medical training? We're the House Committee on Women's Health. So I think we have a better idea than a bunch of science-y nerdles. You mean doctors? Let's begin. When was the date of your last lady curse? Two weeks ago, if you mean my period. Ew. And how many blood diapers did you use? Tampons? A A dozen? I don't know. And that is... Twelve. Now it says here you're 34. Yeah. How many children do you have? None. But it says here you're 34. Correct. Are you sexually active? Yeah. And how many children do you have? How often do you and your husband... uh... Oh, I'm not married. So you're a virgin. (laughs) Have a lollipop and run along. No, I'm not a virgin. I'm just not married. I just need my annual pap smear to make sure I'm healthy. I have a family history of cervical cancer. Ooh. How many men have you laid with in the last year? Sex? <laughs> Three? Mm. Jesus. Mm. Don't two of you have, like, secret families with your maids? We're not the ones on trial here. That's right, young lady. Okay, okay. Guess we have to do the vagina part. Hmm? What? What are you doing? Remember, even though we're doing this, we are not your boyfriend. What? Please scooch down on the table, put your legs in those restraints, and present. What? Wait, I'd feel a lot more comfortable with a woman in here. Aren't there any women on the Women's Health Committee? That'd be like letting the lions run the zoo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Sad I think it's funny. True. <laughs> Sad, but women true on the Women's Health hilarious. Committee? Oh, oh that guy. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even think that is sad. I think oh, it's, it's just goddamn truth. Yes, it's true. But it's sad that that's true. But I, I do like the way she's, like, shaking, you know. There's, it, it, it's really funny if you see it because... They're just, there's all five of them sitting there, like, scowling at her in the, you know, in the... Yeah. Well, you know, the funniest thing is, even though it's obviously not the real people, I I could literally pick out who was each each person (laughs) was identifying with as they were talking. I'm like, yep, I know who that is. Really? Yeah. See? You have another, you have another way of looking at it, which is awesome. Because I'm just like, oh, they're just annoying congressmen. But she's like, no, I recognize I, you guys. You're congressmen. What are you doing in my doctor's office? Which is true. Yeah, I can, Shouldn't our politicians stay that, out of the doctor's office? Her, <laughs> doesn't that make her brilliant as a 
female comedian. So it's beautiful. It's beautiful. We we just had this conversation. I mean, Heidi was like, I know who all those dudes were. Oh, yeah, that is. It does make you brilliant. It does. And well, no, not me. This is where we are when when it comes to female comedians, right? Yeah. No. Hmm. Not me. Amy Amy Schumer is brilliant. Amy she Schumer is. is pretty adorable. I'm just a nerd that knows weird shit for no reason. That's all. But it's not just Amy Schumer. It's it's Silverman. It's oh, yeah. me, Liz Winstead. Yeah. Um, come on. It's Which I should Jenna have recorded Kirkman. some. Jenna Kurtman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do want to. I, I'm going to do another. Well, I got a four minute Amy Schumer one, but I do have. Um, Let's see. I have this. This was from um, The Clowns and Weed. Okay? And this is a show called Broad City. Okay? And it's so great. Like, they can't make enough of it. And it's about these two women, Abby and Alana, who are best friends in New York. And they're both kind of weed heads. Okay? So they smoke some weed. So, basically, like, I recommend... Every there's at least four or five seasons of this, but um, during the clowns and weed, they were talking about the safest way to travel. So basically, Alana comes into um, her room, and basically, I'm just gonna play this really quick. <laughs> oh my god, um, Alana, yeah. you just pulled a bag of pot out of your vagina. I know. Why? Why would you do that? I do it all the time. Honestly, it's the safest way to travel. Apparently, I have been smoking this tainted weed for I don't even know how long. I didn't mean that. This is disturbing to me. I I don't know what to tell you. It's in a bag. And, you know, the vajayna is nature's pocket. It's it's natural and it's responsible. Shouldn't even be bumming off of you. Oh, okay. No, I'm an adult. I should be buying my own pot. Wow. Never thought this day would come, you know? I would be honored and pleasured to facilitate this. No, no, no. None of your dudes. I want to get my own pot, okay? I'm not going to be, like, holding my mommy's hand while I buy drugs. Like, I can do this. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a grown-ass woman and do my taxes for once. Without my mommy and daddy. (laughs) Get bitch. I'm going to call some old college buds. Bunch of weed heads. Hit them up. I'm going to get those taxes did. Okay, so that's the safest way to travel. What do you guys think? That's They were very, very funny, but I don't think I'm going to... I don't think I'm going to put drugs up my hoo-ha. I mean, I'm just not going to probably do that. Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah. It's very funny. It's just... It's it's really like I, I was just... My mind was blown because the, it's... They're funny. I don't know. They are very funny. So I was, was going to ask both of you, can you name your top five favorite female comedians? Do you have a five that you absolutely adore? Like if there was five marquees up and said, now showing blah, 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 what five would you want to see? Well, I've already kind of oh. recorded them. So I've got Amy Schumer. I've got uh, Broad City which they do things together. Um, I've got another thing by um, Garfunkel and Oates. I want to play a song by them. I'm going to go for Tina Fey, too. Um, 
Is that five? And one yeah. more. That's one more. I'm assuming we're calling I'm just gonna the. going to say Ellie Kemper because I've watched everything she's done too. Ellie Kemper. Okay, Rain. Oh, I'm going to go with Phyllis Diller. Okay. Um. Oh, what's her name with the blonde? The blonde. Christ. Ellen DeGeneres. She's just. Huh. Ellen well, DeGeneres. I love Ellen DeGeneres. I do. Um. Phyllis Diller, Ellen DeGeneres. Oh my goodness, Heidi, you caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to. I was just thinking. No, it's you know, fine. It's are you, fine. Are you thinking fine. of Joan Rivers? Do you send me some Joan yes. Rivers? Joan books? Rivers, Ellen DeGeneres, Phyllis Diller. Um, I love Tina Fey. Oh my goodness, um, Amy Poehler. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so many. Sarah Silverman, Liz Winstead. Um, although I know Liz Winstead doesn't want to be known as a comedian at this point. Yeah. Um, She's I'm going to go with activist? Carol Burnett. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you didn't. I was done. Uh, and Is that five? I, I'm going to throw in Kristen Wiig. Yeah, Kristen oh, Wiig. I was looking for a so good is that Kristen five, Wiig. Six, seven, yeah, you're over. Five. I think you might be over five, but who cares? They're all great. Have That's you fabulous. seen Have you seen Welcome to Me or her Kristen Wiig's movie? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh my god, I love that thing. Like it's so good. Like I've but watched I really it at least like, three times. I really do feel like at a certain point. We are resistor sisters. We need mm-hmm. to give credit to to the women who went before Sarah Silverman, oh, sure. Liz Winstead, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, um, Chelsea Handler. Mm-hmm. All of these women that we have right here now in front of us. There are so many women who came before them who they faced the patriarchy. And Amy I mean, Poehler's really character, really Amy Poehler's character in um, Parks and Recreation, was actually um, dancing in roller skates. What is the 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 thing where they? I forgot pulled? Margaret Cho. God huh? damn it! I forgot Margaret Cho. <laughs> oh yeah, Margaret Cho's funny. Yeah, I like but her too. Of, She's very all, good. All of these women. Who are here in our generation. There were women who came before them. And raised them up. Mm-hmm. And I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that. Uh, we need to give some. You know homage. To those women. Sure. Before all of them. This is a big thing to me. Because mm-hmm. we're all funny. Every woman is funny. <laughs> no, do you want it, your it, seriously? What? I was just going to ask what um, Heidi's top five was. Oh. oh yeah, I'm sorry, Heidi. Oh no, no, no. Um, Rain, finish your thought, and then I'll 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 give my top. No problem. My my big quick point is that I feel like every woman is funny. Yeah. But. <sighs> Every woman except maybe Sarah Huckabee Sanders <laughs> and and yeah. Kelly Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, everybody else maybe. 
Maybe everybody else. I just, I just want to give credit to women who have lifted up other women in comedy because comedy has not been easy for women. It's not easy, no. But no. that's why, that's why I like to buy the books and and watch the shows and buy them yeah. on DVD and. Yeah, um, I'm I'm with y'all on this. Yeah, I love female comedians. I do, because I I watch them. I'm like. God, yes, yes. So, yeah. Heidi, go on. Oh, my top five? Okay. Um, Gilda Radner. <gasps> yes. Um, Carol Burnett, because yes. she's amazingly funny. Um, Tina Fey. Mm-hmm. Ruth Buzzy. Mm. Cute. Oh. And... Um, let me see who would be number four. Oh, of course, Lucille Ball. I kind of went old school for most of those. I love that you went old school. I really do. And you sent me, Rain. Par- you sent me a um, a clip, but it was it was right before the show, so I couldn't record it. Of Whoopi no. Goldberg from thirty years ago, yeah. from the eighties, and I even forgot yeah, about 22. that. Wait, and I know I've yeah, seen. Yeah, she used that. to do a lot of stand up, and her stand up yeah. was way ahead of its time as far as how blunt she was and what she said and how she said it because i i she was saying she was a junkie and i'm like she was really like shaky and i was like wow i i forgot about this here's the thing here's the thing the woman on the view yeah 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 in 1985 she had a broadway show yeah Yeah. where she played i think four or five different characters yeah and it was put out there as a comedy yeah. And yeah, brought yeah, Whoopi is another one. I here's the thing. I love that we talked about comedy tonight. We need to start just lifting up female comics because they're the ones that are moving this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was they're gonna play the, the needle. I was gonna play the um all right, I, I guess I could ask what you want. There's Garfunkel and Oates. They're a female duel duo of two women that basically um, they sing comedy and play guitar, and um, Oates plays the ukulele. Um, and they have a reply to Pat Robinson Robertson when he said, "Well, next, you know, if gay marriage is um, approved, then next thing people are going to be marrying ducks." Remember when that happened? Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, Ken was upset, you know, did podcasts about it, but they did a song about it. And, <laughs> um, yeah, let me just play that real good, because it, I think it's a good example. That is really gross. Yeah, I can't even imagine. But I think it's a good example of instead of getting mad at some backward politician, make fun of him, you know? Pat Robertson once said... It's a long downward slide That will lead to legalizing sex with ducks If two men can stand side by side God, I hope he's right Cause if gay marriage becomes lawful I'm gonna find myself a duck And legally do something awful with ducks, we'll do it in the rain. Ducks, yeah, ducks, got those wet
web feet on my brain We'll find a pond, we'll find a puddle Put your beak in mine and we'll cuddle It's a feeling I can't name When sex with ducks and gay marriage are one and the same Okay, so I'm sorry. I could listen to that all day. Sue? Yeah. Do you all know that when ducks have sex, a male duck, his penis is like a drill? Yeah, and ducks are rapists, actually. But I didn't want to get into that so far, but, you know. (laughs) Okay. I just really love that they're they're instead of getting angry instead of getting angry at some old crazy politician they did a song about it and it's it's a full length song and it's um and you should really check out Garfunkel and Oates because they're really funny all their comedy is funny so duck sex is violent (laughs) and duck sex is violent and ducks are rapists Okay, like ducks are really not nice. (laughs) I don't even like I I think back when Zelda used to live in town, she showed me this video of a a duck raping another duck. And I was just like, oh, no, I can't handle this. So, yeah, they're awful. (laughs) But, you know. So are so are politicians that that say, oh, well, if we legalize gay marriage, then next thing people will well, be doing bestiality and animals and it's like you know what well, no that's gay marriage has been uh, gay marriage has been legalized and i think wasn't it massachusetts in 2005 so and nobody's married a yet, duck you know nobody's married nobody's, duck. nobody's married, married a dog, dog. No. because duck sex is violent <laughs> well and really i mean it's not like they're gonna a duck isn't going to take you out for dinner or a movie. No. You know, they're no. not going to well, draw you a bubble if bath. If anybody says yes to a duck who says, I would like to take you out for dinner and a movie, then they should know that ducks have spiral penises. Oh. And they don't so have pockets. Do turtles. So where are they so going to keep their, their credit card? I mean, really. Mm. And what are you going to talk about? I mean, ducks water, bread, feathers, yeah. Yeah, more bread. Ducks. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about there. I mean, so you know, unless they, unless they watched a lot of Disney. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's just not a lot to talk about. I need a stimulating duck for me to, you know, get in the mood. And it's just Are not there any that. female duck comedians? No. no. You know why? <laughs> because that's all. They're not, not funny. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's just not all it's quacked up to be either. Oh. See? Oh. I had to see. I I had to go there. The, I'm sorry. One of the best I apologize comedy for that, things. No, that was good. <laughs> Not all it's quacked up to me. Um, I did have one more, but we're kind of out of time. And it was um, uh, Amy Schumer from the Inside Amy Schumer. And it's, it's called The Last Fuckable Day. And it's about <laughs> Julia Louise Drivis, Patricia Arquette, and Tina Fey um, are all in this. So, like I said, you guys should look it up. I mean, I could play it for you, but it is four minutes, and um, we're kind of out of time. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. How about we put that into, we put it up on our Facebook page. Yes. Yeah. I, I second that. Let's do that. But yeah, have you guys heard of that? Because they're talking about, like, how women 
only have so long to be in Hollywood. Whereas men, men are just, they'll be 90 and they'll still have careers, you know? Right. So it's true. Yeah. It is. Sadly. Yeah. So, but yeah. So next time we were thinking about um, favorite movies. What do you think? Yes, I love that idea. Unless the world has ended or something horrible has happened that we have to talk about next week. Yeah. And um, if, if something yeah. important comes up, we can always do half of the show, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Yes, I love that idea. Another palate cleanser. So we're having two palate cleansers where we're not talking about horrible things that are happening in the world. <laughs> or horrible you know, men might... that the, the incels yeah. from last week was a little rough. Oh, yes. Oh, that was heavy. There are horrible men on the internet. (laughs) uh, No one wants to fuck you, incels. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, get out, you know, get out of the, the, you know, the the sweatpants, stop eating Cheetos, and... You know, not don't assume that women should be right there at your beck and call. We are not your beck and call girls. Mm-hmm. Which is from yeah. one of my favorite movies. See there, look at that transition. There you go. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> okay, sorry. What movie is I that? Pretty Woman. Oh, I'm not okay. your fucking call girl. Oh, yes. did she oh. say that? That's awesome. Yes, okay. she said, she said it to that. Stanza's character, whatever the hell his name was. Okay. Oh yeah, he was a jerk. He was a dickhead. Um. But um, <clears throat> but yeah. So yeah, let's do that. I want uh, talk about favorite movies. We can do a top ten. All right. Each of us do a top ten because movies are a little bit different than comedians. There's so much to choose from. There is. Um, All right. When we do top ten, do we get to talk about top ten from a feminist point of view, or surely we can talk about it whichever way we want? Because yeah. I swear to God, mine, I'm going to go all feminista. Because a lot of mine are already like f- some female based character that I love, so that's going to be no problem for me. Okay. And I, I, I will, know that I will, you and I are going to agree on Harold and Maude, and I've already got it over there on my, my DVD oh yeah. shelf, so. Yes. Oh, yeah, I love, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. too bad we weren't living closer. We could have, like, movie night, like, once that a week or something, or once a month. That would be fun. Yes. Or, if you lived in my area, we could all go meet at Autorama for an outdoor movie oh that sounds nice yeah it's really cool i have to say because i i don't know like i hope it doesn't rain but doesn't matter we've we i think we sat through pirates i think we sat through charlie and the chocolate factory (laughs) in the car with a whole bunch of rain at the drive-in theater so what's wrong Hmm? there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with you what do you mean what's wrong (laughs) I hope it doesn't rain. Oh, you're funny. In the room. (laughs) I hope it doesn't Uh, rain. Well, at the drive-in theater, because I'm a female and I'm trying to be funny. You are funny. (laughs) You are. You just went. You went over my head. You're like, oh, (laughs) so quick. So. I mean, that's another that's another um, uh, sound effect you need to find, Susan. Is the swoosh sound? Swoosh. Yeah. <laughs> or we can just go. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's true too. You got one right there. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There you go. 
That's, That's more so of a bad. painful thing. Um, so top 10 movies, each of us, we could even talk about it on our Facebook page, kind of yeah. get people interested if they want. That's cool too. Um, and, uh, do we want to set any sort of specifics on the movies we could talk about? You know, comedy, horror, drama, yeah, blah, yes, blah, blah, blah. I just to tell you right out of the gate, I am not into any horror. Yeah? I love horror. But you only, get scared know, really easily, Heidi, don't you, Ray? I get scared really no. easily. But not I clowns. I hate <laughs> fucking clowns. Clowns suck. No well, that's clowns. why you. That's why you, you skip the clouds and not. weed. That's why you yeah. skip the clowns and weed show because you were like, <laughs> no, I know I, it was my idea, but fuck no, I'm not doing this shit. That's what you were like. I was like, what? I like this is your idea. Part. The weed part's okay. The clown <laughs> part is fucking horrible. And you know. <laughs> If if you ever decide you're gonna open up a, a you know a, a pot shop, you could always call it Clowns and Weed. I think that's a great name. This needs to be. I mean, really, it's getting it's getting so serious here in Cleveland when it goes legal in September. They want to be adults. There's no dancing bears involved. You know what oh. I mean? Like, there's not gonna be any of that. It's oh, that a, sucks. Yeah. So it's gonna okay. but I, I, I did read I did read in Oprah uh, that they have high tea parties where they all drink marijuana <laughs> tea. Can you imagine? Oh. And, we're, and we're like vintage dresses from the fifties <laughs> and, and and fun hats. Okay, now I'm not high tea. I've seen Oprah Winfrey in a bondage dress. I think that's probably the oh, end Lord. of the show. <laughs> oh my god. Vin and it's vintage, but it's bondage. Sarah, vintage bondage. That That's what. Yeah, she's got a beehive hairdo. It's all crazy. So oh, anyway, Lord. and I know I'm not partaking in anything. I'm. I, Can you imagine I'm all not. that if you were high too? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. <sighs> so that was all lovely. And uh, if anybody, if does anybody have any last words, or should we wrap things up? I'm done. I'm all good. Done. I'm done. Here we go. Resistor Sisters. Destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time.